Hello and welcome to the Rosewater Connection, uh, a podcast dedicated to exploring all things mental health and well-being. Uh, this is kind of a, an inaugural episode, uh, an episode zero of sorts. Um, my name is Wes Jansen. I'm your host. And today I'm joined by Heidi Carl, Director of Operations of BGC Saskatoon, and Clint Moraz, a registered psychotherapist and owner of the Shift Counseling Services. Uh, so this episode is going to be a little bit different than what you can come to expect in the future. This is um, more of an introduction to uh, Clint, Heidi, and myself, and an explanation on uh, what exactly Rosewater is and uh, its origins, what we're all doing here today. But before we get into that, just so you know what you can expect moving forward, uh, the Rosewater Connection podcast is again dedicated to exploring all things mental health and well-being. Each episode offers a blend of personal stories and some practical considerations and some insights on how you can cope with the challenges of modern life. Uh, we'll discuss things ranging from the impact of social media on uh, individuals' mental health and uh, connections and belongings to uh, sharing strategies for building resilience and improving well-being uh, to, you know, owning your strengths and and pretty much as the, the title or subtitle might suggest, all things relating to mental health and well-being. So uh, without any further uh, preamble, we'll get started. So Heidi, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the origins of Rosewater, where the name came from, how the program started. Okay, so to set the stage, um, it was November of 2020, so we'd been through a few months of the pandemic, and um, I guess even if you start with BGC um, Saskatoon, we had some parents who were really struggling. Um, at that point, we could still only just do check-ins. We couldn't um, see them, um, visit them. We were dropping off food, um, trying to provide for their basic needs, and what we were seeing was that a lot of our our um, parents were struggling with some complex mental health um, issues that we couldn't um, provide support for. Uh, we're facilitators, uh, we're, we're help helpers, but we're not professional uh, mental health support. And so that November, um, after a very large snowstorm, I met Clint and his beautiful puppy at the time because she was a puppy and her name was Rosie and uh, we became friends um, mostly because you know Clint actually shoveled for once but it was just that once I felt bad yeah it was just one time <laughs> and I felt bad and, and then I brought him buns and we became friends yeah mm -hmm. excellent excellent homemade buns yes they are really good Why'd you make the buns? I made the buns. Why? <clears throat> because my neighbor did a whole bunch of snow blowing into your yard. And your beautiful puppy, Rosie, got out and ran away. Yeah, you know, she could have been gone forever. Mm -hmm. And look, but she's... But she's, she's here. Yeah, she's safe. Laying down right next to us. Every once in a while, you might hear some tail wagging into the microphone. That's usually Rosie. So Clint and I became friends, and uh, at the time, my youngest daughter 
um, was really struggling with anxiety and uh, she had a session with Clint and at the end of that session uh, my daughter who was 14 at the time um, said wow mom uh, Clint really sees me and this is that's been like that was after six seven years of seeing different counselors uh, in and out of systems back and forth and uh, we just hadn't found somebody that she felt comfortable with her for a 14 year old girl to turn around and go man Clint really sees me um, I knew then and there that uh, we had to involve Clint somehow with their children youth and families at, at BBC and then uh, so how did it what was the first step I guess what was the first because mm -hmm. Rosewater started as a program before it really expanded and evolved it did we started um rosewater and we we called it our our parenting program rosewater connection parenting program um because that's where we were seeing the most struggle or hearing about the most struggle i guess was with our our parents that we couldn't provide proper support for and so we started the parenting program and uh really um from that initial uh, program we started with uh, our staff in sharing knowledge, reducing stigma uh, surrounding mental health, uh, really trying to create a um, check-in culture at work directly in, in response to um, mental health. Um, and back then, and, and still now, the effects of the pandemic were um, really weighing heavy on a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to really turn that program into an initiative by, um, like we said, doing staff training, holding open sessions, open sessions in the evening on Zoom. Um, we can also provide one-on-one -on -one sessions for children, youth, families, and staff, um, parents, groups. It's been um, really just a whirlwind of expansion um, but we're no longer just a parenting program. We're across the board, so we're able to serve not only um, children, youth, families, and staff within our organization, but within the community too. So those who um, can't afford it, those who don't have benefits, um, those who need some added support, um, that's what we're here for, to bridge that gap for uh, those people who otherwise wouldn't have any access. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as time went on, we just, we kept in communication and the conversations would be, well, where's the need? Uh, where's the need? Where's the need? And uh, is Rosewater something that can help to, uh, you know, meet the needs that were ongoing in different spaces and places? Um, and so we just kind of kept going with that momentum. And, you know, in my daily work, what oftentimes comes up is the, the barriers for individuals, couples, families, groups around financial, um, around transportation, uh, around all kinds of barriers exist for, for many individuals and, and couples and families. And, um, I'm always wanting to work around those as much as you can, but it's, it's difficult to do that with and for others. But with Rosewater, we were able to simply 
answer uh, those calls and 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 speak to those barriers that were coming up all time and again. And if anybody was to say, well, who who's going to fund this? Who's going to pay for these sessions for me or my child or uh, whoever was asking for support? And it felt really good to be able to say, don't worry about it. We've got it covered. Don't worry about it. We've got it covered. How am I going to get there? Don't worry. We'll get you there. And that was, for me, one of the most powerful, significant kind of springboard. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Highlights at that time. Like we've got something here that is meeting the need of around wellness and well-being and mental health. And it feels good to have that freedom to say, what can we do next? What can we do next? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice to be able to respond to the needs um, <clears throat> that we're surrounded and that are presented to us rather than, you know, push a, a program um, onto a community. Mm -hmm. And so we can really take Rosewater Connection and, and um, respond to whatever we need to in the moment, which really allows us to be way more proactive. Um, and especially when it comes to early intervention and, uh, you know, families that aren't sitting on waiting lists and, you know, or that they get an appointment when their number has changed or their home address has changed or they no longer have connection. Um, we are the connection. And um, it's a pretty cool story around Rose Water Connection. Ah, yes. Uh, which is, of course, Clint's dog's name is Rosie. Do you want to explain your nickname? Mm -hmm. Sure. So historically, um, back in the day when the earth was cooling, no, not that long ago, but, uh, but long ago. <laughs> in my late teens, uh, when I was playing junior hockey here in the province, um, my older brother was playing hockey in Melville, Saskatchewan, and he had a nickname, Rozzy, based on the last name Maraz, uh, R-O-Z-Y. But then it kind of morphed into Rosie, R-O-Z-Y. And then, uh, lo and behold, I happened to uh, join the same team as him for a while. So we had two Rosies. So at that time, 18, 19 years of age, I was uh, gifted with the nickname of Rosie. And that just followed me uh, from that time uh, through university and beyond and um, connections that I've made throughout the years. Everybody who... Um, you know, has a chance to get to know me over time, gets to know that uh, I'm Rosie, <laughs> R-O-Z-Y. And so in university, I was lucky enough to play uh, with the Husky hockey team for five seasons. And I always thought if I was going to get a dog in my adult life, I, I was smitten with the thought of having a, a Husky puppy, a Husky dog. And it never really happened over time. And then a couple of years ago, two and a half years ago, right? I think that's how long ago. I was, uh, I got a message from a friend and she said, you might want to look at a Saskatoon dog rescue. There's something there you might be interested in. So I looked it up and there's this beautiful blonde uh, fur girl and she's a husky mix. And her name that she's been gifted is Rosie, R-O-S-E-Y. And so I wide-eyed looked at her and smiled. And a week later, she was at home with me. 
So Rosie and Rosie, there's one part of the connection to Rosewater, but then, then there's more. Right. And so after seeing Clint work with my youngest daughter and her middle name is Rose. And so looking for a way to connect. And there we have Rosewater Connection. Rosewater is known for its uh, healing properties when it comes to mental health. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the program that was Rosewater started and how it, it kind of morphed and evolved into the initiative that it's become. Um, my involvement with Rosewater started uh, 2021. Uh, Clint had mentioned uh, barriers a little while ago, but we were finding that there's um, less a less tangible barrier to, to people accessing the service. Uh, it wasn't just transportation or, or financial means, but it was, uh, you know, if I'm someone struggling with my mental health, with anxiety or low mood, um, going to meet someone, especially if I, I've, I've already had some kind of negative experiences or, or um, mm -hmm. connotation around therapy or counseling, uh, I'm not super likely to want to reach out or want to, to take the time to show up and go uh, to receive counseling. So we started, uh, first we tried starting some uh, Zoom sessions, like some virtual uh, group sessions that didn't have uh, the greatest attendance. So we, we shifted um, to these pre-recorded videos focused on uh, mental health, uh, wellness, anxiety, mood, um, where Clint would discuss topics that had been suggested by the community. And then we'd post them online. We'd say, hey, you know what? So you take the time you listen to this. Uh, I believe at the time we were delivering some groceries to the families, the first 25 or so families, households mm -hmm. that filled out a, a feedback survey from the videos. But it was also a way to introduce the community to Clint and to uh, raise their comfort levels so that they would be more likely to come to a group session or, you know, sign up for a one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and we found success with that. And one day uh, we were sitting down recording Clint, Heidi was there and just kind of kept uh, interjecting, making suggestions, saying, <laughs> oh, that was really good. But, uh, and I was just, I was listening and I was like, well, like, why are we just recording Clint then? Why don't we record the both of you? And, and uh, the idea of a podcast is thrown out there. Uh, without me really thinking about how much work it would be uh, and what would be uh, really required of me for it. But uh, that's the way we went. I'm I'm glad we did. And if flash forward, um, I, I don't know, six months to a year later, and we're recording, uh, batch recording some episodes uh, around similar topics to what Clint was discussing in the the videos and we'll have some opportunities for people to still suggest um, topics for episodes, but a more conversational based, a little uh, more casual uh, where people can get to know Clint, get to know us and, and Rosewater. And maybe through this, we destigmatize some mental health issues. Maybe we make people more likely to reach out and accept help, be it through uh, BGC and the shift or somewhere else, or maybe we just help people, uh, be a little more mindful or 
or whatever effect it might have might have we don't know yet but mm-hmm. um yeah moving forward you can expect a little more conversational uh episodes a little more uh humor some kind of self-deprecating <laughs> humor is is uh, pretty what? common <laughs> Um, around all things surrounding mental health, uh, we have conversations around, um, the anxiety, uh, low mood, seasonal depression, all kinds of things. Uh, one topic that we're, uh, looking forward to recording is, uh, the effect of, of social media and, and how it, it's kind of becoming trendy to have, uh, maybe a mental health issue or to be struggling with your mental health. Why the podcast for you, Heidi? Like, why are you, have you okayed me spending this much of my, <laughs> my work week on, <laughs> on this project here? Well, I think if um, the past couple of years with Rosewater Connection has taught us anything is that uh, people are looking to connect. They're looking to know that they're not alone. They're looking to um feel like there's people out there who understand them and there's supports available and so being able to to continue that um and whether it's it's through a laugh which we hope that you do um whether it's through a burst of random song that you will probably hear (laughs) yay (laughs) or um you know sharing of the the personal stories which isn't always comfortable but yet um really important I think if we are going to be really authentic human beings and so I appreciate the uh, grace we'll get <laughs> in in doing this or you know the times when I think I'm funny and I'm not <laughs> so that doesn't happen does it no I'm, I'm even then funny. if they're not we're not laughing with you then we're laughing yeah, at, you. at so me, that's okay. I can take that. Yeah. As long as there's a laugh, fake or yep, not. There you go. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah, uh, this might not uh, always be the most comfortable experience, but I think you've said that, uh, you know, if it's going to help someone be able to reach out or, or move forward or just not feel so isolated or alone, then uh, it's worth it. Eh? It's, it's worth the okay. embarrassment of the snort. <laughs> and Clint, what about you? My why? Well, I, I think it, it, it connects pretty closely to what you were talking about before, Wes. Um, those intangibles, those things that we don't often talk about in regards to barriers. But it, you're right when you're speaking of it's difficult for people to reach out for help and support. Um, and there's lots of reasons for that. And knowing that, and, and I'm, I'm fully aware of that as a therapist, how do you bridge that gap? And, and this was one of the ways that we could do it, which is simply, you know, under the whole concept of therapeutic alliance, which simply means it's the relationship that uh, me as a therapist um, tries to create with individuals, families, groups, um, nothing really happens until you have that and that takes time and in order for that to happen and have some relationship piece people have to have some sort of connection to safe secure trust right Mm -hmm. and that takes a long time 
And how do you bridge that gap? Um, well, somebody has to hear your voice, right? It's a, it's a big piece. And people have to see a face, right? And people have to tr take their time to figure out who you are as a helper. And I'm, I'm completely um, respectful forever and a day of that piece. I'm never going to rush a relationship with anybody, but I, I want to help um, in, in all the ways that I can. And how do you do that? How do you reach people? Well, one of the ways that we've been able to do that is through Rosewater, right? And through all of these different initiatives and, and the different platforms that we've been working with and working through. Um, we know for certain that we've helped uh, and supported individuals and couples and families and groups who wouldn't have come forth on their own, nope. right? Because it's just too hard, right? And, um, you know, we're really proud of that. We were able to do, create those, those bridges. Mm. Well said. Well, I want to thank both of you, Heidi and Clint, for joining me today, for sitting down and uh, taking the time out of your day to record this with me. I also want to thank anyone who might be listening. Thank you for taking the time listening to this for not just for our own podcast, but for yourself. Um, you can expect to see at least two more episodes live on the feed right now. Uh, if you, you know, all those things people always tell you to do, like, share, subscribe to the feed, that's all great. But uh, the biggest thing, if you're looking to support us and what we're doing here, would be share this podcast with anyone who you think might benefit from it. Um, but again, thank you for taking the time on your day, even if you're just washing the dishes, driving your car. Thank you. Have a great day. Tom Are you ready for this? Yeah. Ready? Help me! Help you! And then he kicks. Did that spike on there? <laughs> <laughs>